Good morning, Dragons, or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Kenny Rotter here. Thank you for joining us for episode three of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Albert Daniel of Albert's Petite Sweets. You may be asking yourself, why am I having a cake decorator, cake pop, confection artist on a health and fitness nerd podcast? We do answer that question on the podcast very early on, so I hope you look forward to that. Other than that, I hope you're all doing real well. Enjoy the podcast. Work out, nerd out. In the basement, rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker. Fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Welcome again, dragons, to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter. This is episode three. We are here to mix nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Albert Daniel of Albert's Petite Sweets. How are you doing today, Albert? Doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing really well. You know, uh, a lot of people are going to see this episode and they're going to be like, wait a minute, this podcast is about healthy lifestyle and nerd culture why is he talking to a confection artist making cake pops? <laughs> and then I just want to tell people that the way we met was we were at CookieCon, and I was walking by your booth, and you had the most amazing, intricate, detailed Star Wars cake pops you had. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Not only were they incredibly realistic, like there was the Death Star and Darth Vader, and I think you had. Who, what else did you have? I had C3PO, R2D2, Chewbacca. Yes. Uh, a head mold that I made uh, also from scratch. And I, I believe I had uh, Stormtroopers as well. And so not only were they the coolest cake pops I'd ever seen, um, they were also the most delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) You're you're very welcome. And so I knew that you were a kindred spirit of mine and that we were going to get along great and I had to get you on the podcast. So uh, you and I have been talking for a couple months about this, but not everyone else knows, knows you. So who are you? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, my name is Albert again. I'm the creator and founder of Albert's Petite Sweets, and we basically create uh, handcrafted cake pops and confections, mostly cake pops. I'm actually a confection artist, sugar artist by day, and a personal trainer at night. Going on for about uh, three or four years now, about around four years. Yeah. And that's just an awesome combination. Yeah. <laughs> you make the cakes in the morning, or you make the cakes in the morning, and then you'll work them off at night, and I love that. It's a a very good mixture of a happy balance of life, and it's a really good job security, too, as well. So uh, (laughs) I'm just joking. I I keep it separate, but obviously all my clients know that I'm I'm, I'm all my personal training clients that I'm a confection artist and a chocolatier. And so it's really funny because there are times where I'll say, hey, guys, gone for the next week. You know, so I'll see resume your homework assignments and training and eating program. I'll see you next week. Well, coach, where are you going? 
I'm gonna go to a candy confection expo. <laughs> you know, so they kind of laugh about it because I come back and you know it's all work for me, but I love it. It's a passion of mine. Real quick, why don't you go ahead and tell us about one of your heroes, either a superhero or a personal hero? Actually, it's so funny um, that question. Uh, at first. I would say like you know some type of a superhero, but actually, a, a personal hero that I have is my mom. You know, um, my mom actually has been uh, a driving force in my life. You know, and has taught me a lot of things in with my work ethics as well as uh, how I look at things and my morals and values. You know, I came from the Philippines. You know, we moved here. You know, 1987 when I was nine years old. But there you go, I just kind of aged myself. I'm 38 years old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then you know, my mom really instilled some very strong work ethic and values uh, with me as growing up. I remember uh, at the age of five, my mom taught me how to create a to-do list, oh, and wow. so every day, yeah, before going to bed, she would do a to-do list for me. And I started doing a to-do list with her. And she's like, what are you going to do tomorrow? I'm like, well, after school, I'm going to go visit the, the candy shop and get myself a candy. And after my candy, I'm going to go do my homework and take a nap. That really applied to reality in life as I got older, you know. And, you know, when I'm working with, you know, training myself or my clients, you know, endless hours, you know, also baking. When we left the country, my mom sacrificed and left her family at home in the Philippines to have a better life here in the States. So here we are, you know, failure is not an option, you know, in anything that I do in my life. So whether it's training or my confection uh, business, it will succeed no matter what, you know, because that's the type of work ethic that my mom has uh, taught me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, she's really been an amazing woman. When we went back home uh, to the Philippines just a week ago, you know, where I live, it's survival, you know, and uh, we didn't live a good part of the you know, town or village, you know, and it's it's really scary. And my mom would just do her thing. I'm like, my mom would just take care of business. She she wore the pants in the family. I mean, I really look up to her as, you know, as a person, as a woman, as a leader, as a go-getter how I want to be, you know, as I, you know, enter, you know, my older years in life. Yeah, absolutely. Your mother sounds like an amazing woman, and she raised a great nerdy son who <laughs> made awesome Star Wars cake pops. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what are your favorite areas of nerdiness? Where, do you, where does your nerddom excel? Oh, my goodness. Where my nerd... Okay, well, in, in video games, I love... PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 2, due to the fact that I think it's a system that still plays, uh, I believe it's called Zone of the Enders, uh, the second runner. It's an old school game. Um, wow. Have you ever heard of that game before? Maybe not. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like Robotech, but on steroids. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, it's this guy who controls this robot. And he got attached to this robot, like, physically, or else he would die if it leaves this, you know, this uh, 
gigantic robot. And his goal is to basically, you know, kill the bad guy because he's taking over the world. You know, the typical Japanese animation, you know, war hero game. But the way it's been put together from the animation, the controls, the music, you know, the gameplay has been an amazing favorite game of mine. Until this day, I play it once in a while. And it's, and it's, it was, it's an old game, but I still play it. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I love it. <laughs> and, and those older games are often the best ones. Yes, I never get tired of playing it. <laughs> I've been telling some people I've had a hankering to go back and play Super Mario 64. Yes, exactly. It's not the same because, don't get me wrong, I love, you know, all the technology that they do and add in, but sometimes, you know, it, it just gets so involved and there are just times where I'm a very busy person. I just want to turn on my console, play the game, shut it off, I'm done. You know, I don't need to be so involved, like, what's the next stage now? What's the storyline? Or what's, it's just too long for me. I just want to go in, out, go. Oh, no, absolutely. I can totally agree with you on that one. (laughs) Now, now, what's your favorite nerd or pop culture genre? Would you consider yourself a gamer or like a sci-fi nerd? Where are you at in that scale? Uh, Sci-fi nerd and uh, more mostly cartoons. I'm more of a cartoon kind of a guy. Yeah. You know, uh, my favorite cartoon is Avatar The Last Airbender uh, with Avatar Aang. And I even watched... All the series with uh, the Adventures of Korra, but I thought uh, Aang was a better storyline, which had better character development with all the characters, and not just Korra that continually to disappoint me. So oh. I, just, I just lost interest. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's not evolved, you know. And so I just uh, I was really turned off by that series. But Avatar Aang, The Last Airbender, absolute oh. favorite. Okay, awesome. And what's one thing that you're into that others may find surprising? I don't know if anybody would find anything more surprising than the personal trainer confection artist. Well, uh, if you went to my my high school, uh, Dublin High School in Dublin, California, uh, people would know me there and they know about this about me. But I am uh, a Scottish drum major. Wow. Yeah, so basically during the Scottish Games, Highland Games in California, in like in Orange County Fairgrounds, Pleasanton, um, I I haven't been active in in a couple of years or so, but I used to be part of the Western Pipe Band Association, and I'm the guy who leads the mass uh, bagpipers to the arena to do opening and closing ceremonies, and so I have I'm like the band geek. I was in band for. Junior high school, elementary high school, I'm a band geek, and I uh, play trumpet. And so I have a kilt, the knee highs, the sporn, the skein dude, the sash, the Glengarry, and I have this gigantic four-foot, you know, four-and-a-half-foot mace with a, a Moroccan cane that bends like a bamboo shoot and with a metal, you know, ball on top that is spin in the air leading – Scottish bagpipers to competitions. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, so it's a, cool. It's a riot. And people are like, and usually you don't see too many, like, you know, you know, people are, it's, it's multicultural, you know, but it's predominantly, obviously, you know, Scottish and Irish people and they're, they're white as, you know, can be. So when I went to a competition <laughs> one time, they're like, I either a lad, um, what clan are you from? 
you know, because my kilt, <laughs> my kilt is very unique. And so when I got my kilt done, what happened was you have your new age clan, you have your old age clan. So if you have enough money, enough people to petition for a tartan or a pattern of a kilt to be made or be customized, you can. So this family uh, basically created their own pattern or tartan and didn't like the specs, didn't like the way it looked. So they rejected it and they had this, you know, a queen size bed sheet looking of a tartan that no one wanted to claim or own or use because it doesn't exist in the books. And I said, well, if you give me 50% off, I'll buy it. And huh. so I bought it. It weighs literally eight pounds of 100% wool. And I got it made into a modern kilt. So all I need to do is slap it around my waist, put on the belts, and then I'm ready to rock. And so it's a very high-quality kilt. So when I go to competitions, I'm undetectable. They don't know who I am because my tartan doesn't exist. Oh, that's you know? awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, and that's the storyline behind it. And so uh, it's, I still have it. It's actually in my, you know, in my uh, storage unit. And once in a while, during big festivals and stuff, I, I wear it and sport it out. You know, it's, it's an honor to wear that thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that is <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Oh. So people don't know that about me, so it's kind of wacky. It's it's it's, it's a nerdy thing, and people are like you're such a nerd. I'm like, yeah, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> absolutely, you, we rock it. <laughs> exactly. Now, if you could be any superhero in the ultimate superhero battle, who would you be, and why? S- superhero battle. So that's a that's a video game, right? Yes. Or no. it could be any any superhero. It could just be any superhero. Imagine every superhero that has ever been created. DC, Marvel, you know, uh, Avatar Aang, any of them were just fighting to the death. Oh, shoot. Who would you um, be? Man, I'm a big Marvel, Marvel uh, comic person as well. Uh... But I, I'm a big Avatar Aang kind of a guy too as well. I, I don't know why, but I, I always go back to Avatar Aang. <laughs> hey, it's a, hey, it's a good answer. He controls the elements. Yeah, he controls the elements because he, he controls earth, fire, wind, and water, which also can include the person, you know, through bloodbending. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? And so if he can control the person, he can make the person go against himself, you know, and using anything and everything around him to to surround whoever he's attacking you know i, I just think it's, he's a really powerful guy you know uh once realized and fully uh you know functioning avatar so definitely avatar egg. yeah that's awesome right. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears from the nerd yeah. stuff we're gonna get a little bit more into your fitness stuff uh healthy lifestyle stuff perfect uh what is your current attitude towards fitness Oh man, a really good question. Uh, I've been a trainer, I've been a certified personal trainer through National Academy of Sports Medicine for a good, you know, 15 years or so. And, you know, obviously when you're younger, it's always about, oh, you want to be big and buff and you want to bodybuild. You know, but as I get older now, you know, my attitude towards fitness is not just looking good, but definitely feeling good and most importantly, being functional. You know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, and as I get older, you know, I, values change. You know, it's more than just the looks. It's like, I want to feel good and 
feel comfortable wearing, you know, board shorts going to the beach. And but I don't necessarily need to, you know, obsess of having a six pack and having every striations in my muscles and body pop out. You know, I, mean? I I don't care about that anymore. You know, or oh, I can lift and you know, 500 pounds. What can you lift? I don't really care because my focus now is I want to be healthy. I want to be functional. I don't want to have any pain, and your the looks would, would follow. You know. No, absolutely, and I think I think that's a very good way to look at things. Is your goals right now are to as we as we all get older, probably more and more people will fall in line with that. It's to be functional and to exist not in pain. Correct. Which I think is really important. It's, yes. Yeah, it allows you to do every all the things that you want to do. So what would you say is your current area of strength and what area would you like to improve? Mm. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Current area of strength. I am, well, in regards of, I pick things up very quickly in the physical realm, you know, and so let's say when I repelled, I never repelled before in my life and my starting point was 80 meters high, you know, at, uh, you know, at um, a mountainside in, in Palawan in the Philippines during my vacation. You know, when I, when I did um, trapeze school, you know, I picked it up really fast. And I was doing flips already, you know, my first day, you know, in trapeze school. You know, yeah, I know. I was a big circus guy as well. I want, I wanted to be part of Cirque du Soleil when I was younger. And so, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, when he's, you went to the trapeze school? When, yeah. when, we've talked numerous times. He's never mentioned this. Yeah, I went to trapeze school in Santa Monica, and I, I used to be a, an ex gymnast. You know, but my 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 forte was the floor. I've never done trapeze. You know what I mean? And so. Things like that, or um, you know, rock climbing. When I first applied for this one job, I instantly got hired to become a rock climber. I never climbed before, you know, but I picked things up like that very fast, you know. Um, but things I need to improve on definitely is um, flexibility with my, with my upper body, because as a gymnast, we were very flexible. Like we had to do splits and do crazy moves with our legs, so my legs are very flexible. But my shoulder mobility is actually limited. So definitely more mobility. I do a lot of like, uh, you know, um, uh, NST, neurological simulation uh, training, you know, working on, you know, um, uh, training my body neurologically, you know, balancing, you know, and also with my um, uh, shoulders and my joint activation and, and, you know, range of motion. So that. Support. That's actually that's actually something I've been working on too. I just I just uh, not in my upper body but in my lower body. I never would stretch before I would lift, and now I'm dealing with IT band issues. Correct. So Correct. it's just it's been it's been kind of a a long three months that I've been dealing with this injury. So I think stretching is definitely something everybody should incorporate, and everyone, no matter what level of stretching you have right now, you can always improve on it. Correct. Definitely doing band work, working on your joints and warming them up specifically, you know, because as, as fitness buffs, you know, we tend to focus on muscle adaptation and then we tend to neglect joint adaptation, which the muscles are, are actually coming from. So no matter, you know, I learned this from, you know, NASM, you're only as strong as your weakest link. 
So if your weakest link or joint attachment is weak, I don't care how strong and big your biceps are, your chest and shoulders, if you're having some you know, problems with your shoulder joint, that big primary muscle is not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I make sure I, it's been a humbling moment, but definitely taking the time and not rushing at Galbert. Take 15 minutes, do 10 minutes, do your, you know, external rotations, internal rotations, band work, you know, abduction, adduction, blah, 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 you know, make sure the joint is fully functional. No, absolutely. And, I mean, what kind of led to you wanting to improve that flexibility? Is it, it, did you have an injury or did you, was there a time in your life where you experienced a failure relating to that or? Oh, definitely. I had to stop gymnastics because of my shoulder injury. Um, I landed on my shoulder wrong uh, during a backflip. I was doing a, a double backflip in midair, and I don't know what happened, but I I lost momentum and I slowed down. So rather than landing on my feet, I landed on my on my shoulder on the scapula, like flat, you know. And so I it was never the same, you know. And ever since then, now as a confection artist, I'm right-handed. I'm constantly mixing with my right. And uh, my shoulder gives me problems. So from sleeping to if I'm on the computer too long, my shoulder's always hurting me. So it's just uh, it's been a, a, an issue, you know. Yeah, I believe it. Um, and what did what what did that failure teach you, or was there another failure in life where you learned some sort of valuable lesson? Oh my goodness, um, definitely not taking things personal and uh in business and making sure that at the end of the day like when you have your own company it all relies on you you know uh basically the failure that happened to me was i when i started the business of albert's petite sweets you know my cake pop and confections business i i'm not very strong in the admin and the managerial side of things because i'm a very strong artist and so i actually had somebody that was you know, working with me, and then although she did an amazing job, you know, um, towards the end there was certain things that that you know I didn't feel comfortable with, and at first, you know, I let me see, I took it personal and I was a bit angry, you know, and then that also affected our friendship and our relationship. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of felt bad for that. I apologized after. But then that's one thing I learned that I felt like my emotions took charge more than being unemotional about it and say, this is what's happening. This is what I'm comfortable about. I'm re- let's reassess. What do you think should be the next step? This is what I think. How do we move forward? How do we have this be a win-win situation? And opposed to me, my older, uh, my younger, unevolved self, you know, I was emotional about it. You know, and then with that, it led to, you know, not so happy endings, you know, but we're still cool. Things are great. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for her. Uh, I look up to her. I, 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 when I'm working, I think of her and I miss her, you know, and her work ethics, you know. No, oh, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. and I think that's, it's, it's a really important lesson. I know I've learned that one, the, the, to not take things personally because, when you're growing up and you're going through high school, college, you're going through all these changes and you're meeting yeah. new people, a life lesson that you need that everyone learns at some point 
is it's not always about you. Correct. You know, like if someone more often than not, somebody is going to do whatever it is they're doing without thinking of how it's going to affect you. And they're not doing that on purpose. Yeah. They just, sometimes they just, they just don't think of it or it doesn't pop into their brain and it never occurs to them that that, their actions could have hurt your feelings. Correct. And then that's what, that's what happened to me and I was like, oh man, and so it's a bit scourging. (laughs) Yeah. But you, you learn from it, you don't make those same mistakes and we move forward. Correct. Correct. That's what right now too, it, and it's happened several times in the business too as well. When people kind of come and go, and then you know, at the end of the day, you know, people are gonna take care of themselves, and I completely understand and get that. You know, no offense on anything. So you just, I just have to make sure that no matter what, with or without people, this ship is sailing forward. No, absolutely. With, with or without people, you know, this business will be successful. I I did not come here to the states. And you know, sacrifice of leaving my family and having my mom leave her family, and you know, uh, you know, to go up here to America and fail. Absolutely. That is not an option. I love know? that. I love that. That's awesome. You know, there there was a time like last week. I tell you where I I was in. You know, I was doing my um, uh, I had orders, and then you know things happened. Like my, my staff couldn't make it. You know, so rather than, than getting upset, I'm like, Albert, let's put on our headset. This is your company. This is how it rolls. Sometimes you got to do it all. And so I did it, you know. And so it is what it is. I don't get angry or as as or I don't blow up. I don't. I learned this from one of my um, mentors. When things happen to you, you learn to respond, not react. Yes. You know? So I'm not reaction. I, I, I used to be very reactionary to when something happens and I just blow up or I go in defense mode. Like, ah! I don't do that anymore or as much as I say. I'm not perfect. But when something happens, I kind of like sit back and I kind of reflect and I just say, you know, I need some time to think about this and kind of process it. And then I come back to it, you know, in a better head, uh, state of mind frame, you know, headspace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's switch gears one more okay. time a little bit and sure. do a little bit of a, a fun question. Okay. What is your favorite cheat meal? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. If it's Filipino food, which I was just you know, in the Philippines last week, uh, my favorite all-time cheat meal is actually um, – uh, my goodness. It's called Turon. Uh, mm-hmm. Turon is actually, it's like an egg roll, but inside is a banana plantain uh, with caramelized sugar inside and jackfruit uh, wrapped in an egg roll and deep fried in caramelized sugar. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's bad and so good. Bad and so good. <laughs> And I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I love that. That's awesome. It's really, really good. It's so bad for you. And, 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. So then when you get this egg roll, imagine this egg roll and this glaze glistening with melted sugar and this gooey like caramel. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And I I know how to make it. It's it's pretty it's, it's the best. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> you need to have me over. I need to have some of that. I'll definitely make it for you and your family. Ain't no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that, man. I'm going to take you up on that. I'm sure I'll, I'll make you some. I'll, it'll, be our, it'll be our cheat meal together. I'm serious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a good lesson for everyone. Cheat with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do you have a favorite mantra or motto? Okay. Motto. Man. Um, well, when I feel stressed out in my life, um, when a lot of things are bombarding me at work and just orders and inventory and mail and da 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 da, um, I always recite three things, you know, um, calm, cool, collective. You know, I always say that. Albert say calm, cool, collective at all times. And I just kind of just say it over and over and over in my head, you know, yeah. that one. And I actually went through a um, a uh, an emotional boot camp. Uh, many years ago, uh, long story short, I was in a relationship and the relationship that I was in actually cheated on me. And so during that time, I was very, I was heartbroken and I was very angry. I wasn't as happy Albert that everyone knows today. And so, uh, two of my clients actually, you know, joined their, you know, forces together and their money together and said, Albert, if money didn't matter, would you attend this course? Oh, well, what is this course for? It will help you face your fears, conquer them, and basically it can help you be a better person. Will you do it? I'm all like, yeah, but I don't have three grand. Okay, Albert, no problem. It's paid. Your class starts Monday. I'm like, shut up. And then I was in this um, course, and the first week, the first one lasted for a week. The second one was like a couple, a couple of weeks, and the third pro- program part of the program was about a month or so. And then I became one of the leaders, actually. Oh, wow. And then um, in the end, I felt that I was – the team was holding me back from my personal growth. So I, I left, you know, yeah. and, and um, I did my own thing. But then through that process, you know, I just learned that um, three things about myself that I wanted to improve. And so the mantra was um, – uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've said it um, – I'm a risk-taking, forgiving leader. And so I've always been the kind of guy that's always about security, stability. I don't want to take risks. That's why, you know, before becoming a, a confession artist, I was a teacher for Career College of America. Um, I taught students how to become personal trainers and pass their exams for National Academy of Sports Medicine. Oh, very cool. And so um, that... Because when I left Equinox, where I used to be a trainer for, my next job was, you know, being a teacher. So I thought it was secure, it was safe, it was, you know, secure yeah. and consistent. But then when I came back from my vacation, the owners of the school, I don't know, there was some, they say there wasn't, but there was some embezzlement involved. There's a lot of some shady things that happened. And I know I'm, I'm there from the inside. And um, I came home and the school shut down. I lost my medical, dental, all my benefits. Oh, wow. I lost my job. Um, I lost two months worth of pay. They never paid me back till this day. Um, I came home. Uh, a drunk driver 
went through the alley and plowed through my garage and totaled my car. Oh. And and then the same week, the landlord was uh, telling me I need to find a new home because he and his wife are going to sell the apartment. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. When it rains, it pours. Correct. That happened 2012, and that's when I pursued Office Petite Suites as my full-time job. I put a, you know, a, a help, you know, basically, hey, I need help out there, whoever's listening on Facebook. Here's a story. Here's what happened. Google it. America, uh, Career College of America, closing, Southgate. You hear all about it. I'm one of those teachers that suffered. And then um, I had to make a choice, you know, and then I had to be risky and a risk taker to do what I'm doing now. And I learned that through my program. That's awesome. That's really excellent. And that actually definitely ties back into when in your life did you experience failure and when did, what did you learn from it? And it's it's inspiring how you took all this kind of bad things that had happened and turned Correct. it into your real passion and Albert's Petite Sweets. Correct. And I just think that's absolutely incredible. Thank you. You know, it's been really challenging, especially when, you know, when I was doing it, my entire family was against it. You know, um, my, you know, I'm being completely honest and I'm pretty sure to hear about this, but I was mocked at, you know, I didn't have faith in me. They didn't think I knew what I was doing. And in, in a certain degree, I, they were kind of right because I didn't even know how to bake. I didn't even know how to make chocolates. I didn't know anything, but I had a passion and a drive and a determination to, to learn. And so, and grow. I've always been that kind of guy. I mean, um, and so when they weren't supporting that, you know, I had that against, you know, losing my job, you know, losing my home, losing, you know, having a total car, losing it all, you know, and I had to be very strong and I, I have faith in, in God. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly spiritual and uh, I had a deep prayer. I'm like, you know, I, God, I, I just need help right now. And I don't know why you're doing this to me. I think I'm a pretty good guy, you know, but right now I need your help, you know, and um, things just kind of worked itself out. And I was definitely being watched and tested, one thing for sure. That's and awesome. then now it's a, it's a growing business, you know. There's still tests even till now. Well, yeah. But, you know, but it's definitely, you know, uh, I'm definitely looking at it at a different angle now, you know. Excellent, for sure. And and so what when you wake up in the morning, what gets you up? What gets you out of bed? What gets you ready to just make the best cake pops and confections you can make? Oh my goodness. Not being a failure for myself and my family. You know, um my driving force, I'll tell you my exact schedule. So almost on a daily basis, I'll wake up around 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, sometimes I have a client at 5 to 6, sometimes 5.30 to 6.30. Then I'll go to the kitchen around 7, and I'll bake till probably around 12 or do whatever I need to do for work. Then I have a couple hours of admin. Then I have a client from 3 to 4, uh, 5 to 6. Then I train from like 7 to 8. And then I go back, do more admin, and then the whole day cycles starts over oh, again. wow. Yeah, that is that. That's a schedule, man. Yeah, and sometimes at nighttime I gotta study because I wanna I wanna become a certified uh, chef, a culinary pastry chef. Uh, I'm not certified yet, but I'm in the program. 
um, Escoffier online course. So studying that on top of nutrition for my personal training business, you know. So um, so that's what I do. And so there are times I want to quit. There are times where I feel like I hope it's just going somewhere. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm getting you know you know accomplishments and I'm getting success here and there. But you know, sometimes when when you meet friends or you know people, and you meet somebody. 10 years younger than you and you hear that you're making three times more that you make you know and not even working half as many hours or as hard as yours you know Sometimes. You know, I know we're not supposed to compare but you do we're human you do yeah you know? and I feel like you know God I hope with all this work that I'm doing that you know that I, I don't need to be a billionaire I'm not saying that I just want to live not to survive you know oh, yeah i i want to be able to be comfortable and and not ask you know sometimes you know when I, when things are tight it's embarrassing but i will have to you know ask support from a family member or um you know or a close friend and then once i a deal is closed i'm able to pay him back it's i can pay him back not a problem but i don't like asking for help i don't like asking for financial, you know, um, loans when I feel like Albert, I don't know, I felt like by the age of 38, I'll be a lot farther than what I am today, you know, so sometimes doubt creeps in, you know, um, you know, fear creeps in, and it's like a poison, you know, when you drop it on, on one speck of your life, it starts to spread, you know, and so every morning, you know, my driving force is to make sure that I don't fail my family, like I don't, I know, I'm here on this planet, you know, to please myself. It's all about, you know, this is, I'm living my life for me. But, you know, it, it does feel good when, especially my hero, the person who look up to my mom, is proud of me, you know. And so, so I don't want her to be disappointed, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to disappoint myself, you know. And so every day that I do my hours and I do my work, I'm tired and I'm exhausted. Oh yeah. But that is my driving force. This is my mom, my family, because they're getting older. And someday, you know, they would, they need my help, and I want to be able to be there financially, you know, to uh, whoever, whatever, but able to be there to support my own family. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you very much for sharing all that. I know that was deeply personal, and <laughs> yeah, um, I got a lot out of it, and I know. People out there listening are going to get a lot out of it because there are people out there struggling and, you know, they see you making it, they're going to be able to make it. So thank you again for sharing that story. Thank you. And, you know, I always always tell this to people, you know, like I'm a humble guy, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes like, uh, you know, people tell me that, oh, Albert, you're so successful, you're making it large, you're killing it. And I... And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm successful in the sense of I started something from the ground up and it's growing. I made, you know, landing major clients from Disney, Estee Lauder, BB, Lexus, you know, these are my, my corporate clients that I, that I work with, you know, and, and people. However, you know, I'm still living a simple life, you know, I'm, I'm running a room and I'm always working and a sacrifice has to be made, something's for the greater good. You know, I'm not living in a beachfront house. I'm not, you know, driving a fancy, smancy car. And, 
you know, I don't have all these crazy gadgets. It's, you know, it's all for the business. And then for me, I know I'm successful, but I want to be more than that. I want to be able, like I said before, to live, you know, not to survive. So then I'm comfortable and I can teach people how I made it and then give them the tools of how they can make it and, and give back to the community. You know what I mean? Not and true. so yeah. that, that's the kind of guy I am, you know. And so someday, you know, this is going to become big and huge that, you know, I can live a comfortable life and not live, you know, you know, and having having the fear of, okay, what's the next project or, you know, because obviously there's ups and downs in a business, no, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, we're we're again gonna shift gears a little bit, but thank sure. you, thank you again for sharing that. Um, we're gonna go into a little bit of current events. What we did to work out nerd out this week. <laughs> nerd out this week. Okay, so that, that's the one, right? That's the, that's the question you're telling me about. Um, so I already talked about the rappelling to the mountain. I know that. So um, so so your workout was you rappelled for the first time. 80 meters off the side of a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I still repeat that? Is that, is that okay? No, no, that works, man. That's that's I, it. That That is a workout. I, I don't even know the conversion between meters and feet, but uh, um, so my, my phone is on, on, on airplane mode, but uh, uh, do you know the conversion between feet and meters? Um, I would say 80 meters is probably around 240, 250 feet. Okay. So it, it's pretty high. And so um, whenever you're ready, if you ask a question, then I can go ahead and talk about that. No, what, oh. Yeah, what did you do to work out Nerd Out this week? That's, your, that's the opportunity. Oh, that, that's, okay. yeah. so, sorry. Um, I thought we were going to cut there for a second. Uh, well, basically, um, for me, the uh, – Workout nerd out week was during the time I was in the Philippines uh, last week. Uh, uh, we were in a pullet island in Palawan, and uh, basically I saw this, you know, mountaintop. I'm thinking, okay, there's a cross on top, and then they say, hey, you know, they do this morning, you know, rappelling off this mountainside. I'm thinking, okay, I could do that. It'd be fun. And I invited my family to attend, and said, no, we're not going. So as I'm climbing up this mountain, I'm like, wow, this is actually. Much steeper <laughs> and rocky, and you know, um, you know, uh, dangerous than I thought it was. And then, so this guy, the tour guy, he's like Filipino, wearing flip flops. I'll come up this way, just follow where I step. And was, he was literally hopping from rock to rock, wearing flip flops. And I had, you know, mountain shoes on. And thinking, okay, um, I told him, hey, you know, what? please don't die because if you get hit by a strong gust of wind and you die I, I, I'm I, gonna die with you because I can't go down I know that's <laughs> selfish but I'm so sorry please you need to live you know and <laughs> it was it was scary climbing up this 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 mountain because it was it was limestone so the edges were sharp so we come up to the top and I'm like how high is it uh, he said 80 meters I'm like what is that in conversion to feet? Oh, it was over 100, close to 200 or so. I don't exactly remember what he said. But he said, Albert, whatever you do, don't look down. I'm all like, I already did. <laughs> <laughs> it was so high. And, and, and typically, 
exactly. You know, I, I like, you know, you know, I cliff dove before out of a 50 foot head first out of a, of a cliff. You know, I did, I've done a lot of, you know, I, I did canyoneering, you know, in the canyons before, also in the Philippines. So I liked adventure stuff, but this by far, I was scared. So then, uh, I was on a rope. Everything he said was safe. But I'm thinking, okay, I am in the Philippines. Anything kind of goes in the Philippines. You know, you have to sign a waiver saying, if you get hurt, cut, bruises, dismemberment, I'm all, dismemberment? <laughs> like, losing something? Like, what, what are you talking about, dismemberment? Oh, just sign over here. I'm like, oh, crap, okay. So then here I <laughs> am, going down this mountain side. Like, literally, you got to lean back and have faith and trust on the rope and on him and every equipment that he has. I'm like, okay. And then he said, okay, put your hands out. I'm going to take a picture of you. He did. Breathtaking. Uh, but then I noticed that the, the rope was on a sharp edge. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Before I go down, this rope is on a sharp edge. Wouldn't that fray the rope? It's all like, whatever you do, don't swing left to right. Just go down. <laughs> That's oh. great. <laughs> Seriously? So I'm thinking, oh, God, please, let me just, let me just be down. Lord, please. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I'll stop eating meat. I'll, <laughs> I'll sacrifice this. Oh my gosh. And so going down, I was really, really nervous. And then when I did, none of my family were watching, but I literally turned pale. You know, yeah. uh, I was, I was really just in shock. And then, um, you know, they said that, you know, sometimes people cry up there, you know, grown men, or sometimes they pee, literally pee their pants because they're so scared, huh. you know, and I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't do either one of them, but uh, <laughs> that was, I, I geeked out, because I was, it was really scary, yeah, so that's what I did. <laughs> that is awesome. That's... You can actually, you can see those pictures at uh, at my Instagram, at Albert's Petite Sweets. And also on on uh, my um, uh, Facebook, Albert Daniel and Albert's Petite Sweets too as well. But Instagram is the best one to go to. Oh, awesome, awesome, excellent. Um, yeah. So everyone check out those photos. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's it's intense. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share a workout. The workout that I did this week. Um, I'm I've been really proud of myself. I have meditated. Um, every day this week and normally keeping that is, uh, keeping that consistency is hard for me. So, and you know, we got to work out our minds as we work out our bodies. So that's what I, that's what I'm counting as my workout and my nerd out. I actually broke into, I found a bunch of my really I don't want to say really old comic books, but my old comic books, um, called Lucifer. And there's a new TV show on, I think it's NBC or Fox called Lucifer, and it's loosely based on the comics. So I'm looking forward to getting back into those comics and kind of comparing the TV show to the comics. Huh. And what's it about? Uh, Lucifer? Yeah. Oh, it is about, um, essentially, the devil decides to quit hell, and okay. so he opens up a nightclub in Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> what else would the devil do? Do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Albert, let's talk about Albert's Petite Sweets, the reason why you are here. Oh, the my The reason goodness. why yes, we sir. met. Yes, sir. Fire right. away. So, Albert's Petite Sweets, briefly tell everyone, I mean, we've kind of been talking about it all, um, all throughout the conversation. What is it? How'd you decide to open up a, uh, a cake pop shop and why? Oh my goodness. Well, actually, um, it, it was, uh, uh, it first started off about, well, about four years ago, uh, Easter, about this, this time actually, about the same exact week, four years ago. And so what happened was I was a trainer for Equinox in South Bay and I was trying to figure out what type of gifts to make my clients. And so I, I tell you, it's about the same exact time. So funny, we're talking about this. But I went to Starbucks, got in line, and I saw, you know, cake pops. I'm thinking, well, shoot, I can do that. And so I went on YouTube, you know, and then basically started to study how to make one. Ten hours later, I only made 40 pieces. Uh-huh. I was ups- I was upset. I'm, a- I'm never making this crap ever again. It's too labor intensive. No way. And so I just wanted to get rid of them and I'm brought them to work. And so, um, and you'll see like my first designs, I think, in my Instagram, or definitely in my website and whatnot. But uh, I brought it to work, but then something happened. You know, a lot of my clients and my colleagues acted like kids, and I felt like I brightened their day. I'm thinking, wow, you know, I felt like I made an impact in their lives. What if I change the design and make it more streamlined and improve it? Because I made them happy. And so I started working on different designs, different concepts. I used to have a business called um, Cactus Island. I used to make um, garden centerpieces for hotels and restaurants and homes. And uh, these tabletop gardens were all xeriscape and succulents and cactus um, cacti. And so basically I applied the same exact concept, but now in edible form. And so I started working with floral designs and everything. And then um, my first client was Michael Strahan before he moved to the Kelly Michael show. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, he came up to me and asked me, hey, I heard about you and your cake pops. You must be Albert. I'm like, holy crap, this is Michael Strahan. (laughs) Uh, And then he invited me over to his house, and I catered for him and his party for a Christmas gathering. And then one of my clients gave me a lead, and I was able to make a design for Bruce Springsteen during the Grammys. Um, And so that was an honor to, to make something for him. And then um, my sales started to go down. And so my colleague said, I, my boss said, Albert, you know, your sales and training are going down, but you've been catering to sort of a couple of celebrities. And thinking, well, no, it's only by luck. So, Albert, you don't do two celebrities by luck. We think this is your passion and we think you should pursue this. And so they encouraged me to quit. And I quit, became a teacher. And then I think I told you that story before. You know, I lost my job as a teacher now. I made a risk, and now it's my full-time job, you know. So uh, I now cater to Disney um, and different corporations, you know, basically, you know, making cake pops for companies. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been through that since 2012 till till now. That's, yeah, that's excellent. And what makes Albert's Petite Sweets unique? Oh wow! Well. Definitely, it's a lot of love and passion individually uh, when we make, you know, the cake pops. I make them physically myself. And uh, what especially makes it so unique is that we actually make our own molds 
uh, and we actually use, use molding process. Most cake pops out there that you see, and I'm not, you know, talking down on anything. It's just a different process. It's different styles and designs of cake pops. But typically, they're spherical in shape and they're circular. You know, I don't do that. I actually do a, uh, a puck-sized style of a, of a disc, disc cake pop, and I would adorn or add on a uh, creative, you know, design that I've made either from scratch, you know, made my own mold myself, or I find the mold somewhere from, uh, you know, you know, from the market or something, you know, something out there, and then making it really replicable and uh, reasonable and mass producible, you know, you're able to mass produce, you know, faster. You know? So it's, it's been a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. What is your typical clientele? Okay, my typical clientele, I have three types of clients. I have your corporate clients, I have your special events and part, uh, special events, large parties, clients, and I have your individual clients. So the individual clients are, you know, your, your mom and pa, hey, you know, it's my wife's birthday, it's a baby shower, uh, I'm thinking of a congratulatory design for somebody, you know, they'll order flavors, design, I would customize it for them. And then the designs come in, you know, in different forms. And the second client I have are special events where, you know, they're having a wedding, a bar mitzvah or a quinceanera, and they want to go ahead and have this gigantic, you know, design, you know, that I would make for them. And then the third client is my corporate clients where they typically would want me to replicate their logo, you know, turning it either into an edible um, piece, chocolate of some sort, and basically uh, representing the company. Uh, my product lines consist of, you know, three products. You know, one is your individual cake pops, you know, but are placed in a beautiful window box that I've actually created and, uh, to be created and designed and engineered and being patented right now as we speak, uh, patent pending. And then when you open the box, it actually transforms into a cake pop stamp. For the cake pops. Yes, I that was actually really cool, and I saw it um, at the at Los Angeles Cookie Con. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that's actually very unique, and it actually creates the display for you. Correct, you know, and then it's it's, it's about to evolve too. It's going to go in, it will be going in its second phase, you know, of design, and um, that. And then I have my arrangements, of course, a little like edible arrangements, but all cake pops. Those ones are, are really elaborate because they're, it really tells a story, you know, depending what you're trying to, what type of emotions you're trying to evoke out of the design. And then my third are my cake pop pillars. They range between two to four and a half feet tall with a built-in lighting system and remote control. So then all the cake pops glow in the dark and are strategically designed to look like a, uh, a cake uh, alternative for any party or event. That's so cool. Yeah. So I actually made that. I actually, the lighting system was my design. And so um, I can't patent it because there's a lot of, you know, ways to go around it. But uh, the cake pop tower was designed four years ago by this woman. And then my, uh, my woodworker, is actually um, uh, Robert Calabri, uh, Calabri Woodworks, 
dot com, I think. And you'll see actually his uh, he's one of my friends on Instagram and also on the Facebook. Um, and basically, he is my woodworker who's designed these you know cake pop stands for me. And then I told him to implement the lighting system. And then yeah, he gave me the blueprint. I started doing my magic, and then uh, basically created the first lighting system cake pop stand out there. Yeah, and you can see his work at robertwoodworking.com. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's my baby. It's <laughs> your baby. Awesome. Now. Uh, we all know that um, you've spoken extremely highly of your mother this evening. So yes. Mother's Day is coming up. Yes. Do you have any sort of specials or any sort of deals for anybody out there listening? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, typically, um, right now, we'll be having a uh, – just- Stay tuned in Albert's Petite Suites uh, via uh, Instagram, uh, Albert's Petite Suites, or Facebook. And then you can also visit my website at albertspetitesuites.com. Uh, there will be a many specials happening right now. Uh, typically, a, uh, a cake pop, uh, a one dozen is typically around $40, but it would be on sale for just 30 for one dozen. And there will be a lot more happening as the date gets closer. But there'll be a lot of spring styles, um, spring designs, you know, catered to, you know, mom, you know, and uh, very colorful, very flavorful designs and flavors that I'll be launching this uh, coming uh, in a couple of months, actually, right after Easter. So stay tuned. Okay, excellent. And can you give us a little taste or a little preview of what some of those maybe flavors are going to be? Yeah, you know, the thing that I, I, I am aiming for, my biggest goal, is because I just got back from the Philippines, I want to implement some type of a spring uh, tropical flavor that has a hint of Filipino, Filipino um, uh, essence to it, you know, and whether if it's coconut or taro or mango or pineapple, I don't know, I just want to be a little bit different this time, you know, and so kind of be a little bit edgy with it. You know, but definitely sticking with the chocolate base because everybody loves chocolate, you know, uh, for yeah. the most part. But yeah. I definitely want to implement some type of Filipino flavor into it. I'm working on it, you know, as we speak. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. And be sure to let us know when you decide on uh, the flavor so we can go ahead and tweet that out to everybody listening. Because I know if anybody is like me, uh, I'm, I'm starting to drool. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe you can be my, 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 my taste dummy. I can go and create some, and I'm serious. I can let you uh, taste it, and then you can be the judge. I will totally, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, excellent, excellent. And as as we're beginning to wrap up a little bit, um, do you have a go-to resource that helps keep you uh, in shape or helps keep you in touch with any nerd passions that you have? Oh, man. Well, definitely in, in the fitness world, you know, I go to uh, bodybuilding.com, you know, and also my certification, uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine or NASM.org. And then basically have a lot of resources there from workout tips, information, you know, that can, you know, uh, help 
you know, somebody out with their goals, whether if it's functional training, bodybuilding, or gaining and losing weight, nutrition, and so forth. Those two ones I, I kind of look up into. Apps, I've heard my fitness pal works. I mean, I, I, I visit it. It's pretty good, but I, I haven't really invested so much time in it. Okay. And then, but uh, in regards of uh, nerdiness, my goodness, I don't know. I just, I just go to uh, GameStop. <laughs> and ask, ask anybody there because for the most part they're big, probably a bigger nerd and, than I am and fully connected to what's happening in the game world I'm like I'm still playing Zone of the Enders oh man that thing is like 10 years old I'm like I know I need to go ahead and upgrade hey, <laughs> like what you like man like what you like it's like oh man I see all these crazy games and it's like it's it's addicting it's, it's oh. bad I believe it's so it. good, so bad. Old games are so good. I I always go back to my old games, but oh. so as as we wrap up, you you shared these a little bit earlier, but just so people uh, know, we can get them all in one spot. Where can people connect with you? Uh, definitely, uh, if they are, if anyone is interested in ordering Albert's Petite Sweets, you can visit my website at albertspetitesweets.com. Again, that's Albert's petitesweets.com and you can also see my uh, products on on Facebook and especially on Instagram. I'm very active there at Albert's Albert's Petite Sweets. Again, Albert's Petite Sweets. Alright, excellent. And as all those dragons out there listening know, you can find links to all of Albert's social media handles on the show notes page. You can find links to all the resources he's mentioned on the show notes page. So that's where you guys need to go. And finally, Albert, to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so much. But the one thing that just recently happened to me, you know, there are times that you will be tested. There will be times that, you know, whether your passion, your goal, whether it's fitness or entrepreneurship, you know, and you know, uh, this life just kind of hits you. But you definitely have to, you know, reach deep inside and really ask yourself what you're really doing this for, you know. And then, you know, rather than, you know, comparing yourself to what's out there, you know what I mean, you know, just really focus on yourself and really focus on the bigger picture and don't quit. You know, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's challenging, you know, but... The rewards are, are, you know, I don't know. There's no words for the rewards. It's just amazing. It's the same thing with, you know, like, it's so funny. I, I know we're closing, but when I went to that rock climbing, uh, when I went to that rappelling in the mountain top, you know, work popped in my head when I was up there. I'm thinking, Albert, you know, this rappelling down this mountain, this 80-meter mountain, was over 100, I don't know, 200 possibly feet high. I could die from here. If I move left, right too much, it could fray the rope. I can fall. The gear might mess up. I might die. You know, I, I had to really go of control and really have faith, you know, at the end that everything's all going to work out. And that's just like life. It's like in business. It's just like in anything else. You know, you, you do the best you can. And sometimes you can't control everything. You just have to let go. And have faith and 
you don't give up, you just keep on going at it, and then eventually the rewards were like, holy crap, I just accomplished this big feat. Wow. Yeah. Anything's possible. That's awesome. I love that, man. And that is a great way to end it tonight. Thank you. Love it. So, uh, all you dragons, thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe, download, rate us, comment on iTunes. It really helps us out. You can always contact me, dumbbellsanddragons.com, or shoot me an email. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat. And as always, thank you so much to the great Assorted Intricacies for the, our theme song, Roller D6. You can find links to their music on dumbbellsanddragons.com. Work out, nerd out, everybody. Thank you so much.